Mic check, la, mic la, check. Testing, testing, one, two. Testing, testing, one, la. two. <laughs> we got Serena. This, uh, this is a, this is a um, test on the mic. Testing, one, two, one, two. I'm here. Mic check. <laughs> Capturing the world. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is David Carmichael the second, and this is episode nineteen of the Capturing the World podcast. And I have another special guest, man. Uh, we've been doing a lot of business things for the past maybe two years. Um, we met, you know, doing um, our Balls for Scholars nonprofit that I have. And ever since then, you know, she's been introducing me to different things. We've helped her with her Big Three tournament for the past two years. And she's doing a lot of good things in the community. Um, she has a business called the Credit Doctor of, v- of VA. And I'm um, introducing Serena Mann. How you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome, David. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Can't complain. Amen. It's uh, New Year's Eve. One more day of 2019. Mm. Trying to go into 2020, 2020 with um, a lot of good blessings and um, just trying to, you know, keep on moving. I agree with you. You know, the thing that is so mind blowing is that it's not just the end of a year. It's the end of a decade. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Think about it. And, uh, what I was telling people before, like, we learned about the 20s. We learned about the 1920s in school. It was called the, the Roaring 20s. And they had, like, what, the Harlem Renaissance was part of that time, too, I think. Right. And um, it's just crazy. Like, we learned about it in school. It's going to be the 20s all over again. But it's the 2020s. <laughs> exactly. So it's going to be, like, a decade where, you know, the stuff we learned about in school, you know, we're living now. We're creating our own history it's a hundred years later from there, right? Nineteen yeah. twenties now, two thousands, twenties. Right. Whoa. <laughs> so think? yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Um. So yeah, so you know, I, you, know, you wanted to be on the podcast, and I definitely know you have a lot of good gems and jewels to to speak on tonight. And um, you have your business called the credit the credit doctor of VA. That is correct. Actually, my company's name is United Credit Doctors of America Incorporated, but our doing business as or fictitious name is the Credit Doctor of VA because I am born and raised in Virginia, David, and I love it. Yes. So I got to rub two up and two down for the V to the A. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so what made you want to start that business? Well, you know... It's something that I feel our community needs. You know, credit is our financial heartbeats. Uh It's difficult to do a lot of things in life when your credit is jacked up, you know, such as purchasing a home or, you know, even being eligible for certain jobs, being able to get low interest rates for auto loans and even like your insurance rates, your utility deposits. You know, it's so many things that's based on your credit. And I just wanted to help people become educated about it because they don't teach it in school. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I know with some things you we were speaking on earlier about, um, you know, going to college. It seems like people, well, overall, like we're taught to go to school, you know, be, you know, go to grade school and do good in that. 
hopefully get a scholarship in college or even if you don't get a scholarship, just get a loan and go to college and graduate and get a good job. It seems like that's the American dream or the dream that that's been sold to us for so long. Mm -hmm. So um, do you think it's a different way we can that we should think about that? Well, I definitely feel that we should be open minded to Mm -hmm. everything and not just conform to what we've been programmed to believe. Right. There is so many people that do not go to college and do exceptionally well. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with college. You know, I feel some people need that additional structure. Some people need the guidance and they need, you know, someone that can actually break information down for them because that's their learning style. But yet you have other people that, they they catch on fast. They're good with their hands. Mm-hmm. They're able to fit and flow. And they're most importantly driven and committed. You know, a person can be smart all day long, but I feel as the person that's willing to work the hardest that's going to get to where they want to be. And so with that being mm-hmm. said, we got to kind of be real with ourselves and understand that it's not always about what society wants us to do. Like you said, going to grade school and then going to college and then being able to live the American dream. Cause like we said earlier, you know, by the time a lot of people get out of college, their credit is so destroyed from student loan debt, whether it's the high debt to income ratios, whether it's late payments, whether it's uh, accounts going into charge off because they simply could not pay Mm -hmm. all of these different things destroys people's credit. And then it kind of prohibits them from being able to purchase a home. Right. So how are people able to live this American dream? So my whole company's MO, David, is to break the chains of financial bondage by offering an alternative perspective on what financial freedom looks like. Okay, that's what's up. So um so what services can you actually provide? Like if somebody comes to you and be like, Serena, I need help, my credit's jacked up. Um what what tools or how can you actually fix somebody's credit that's, that's credit is messed up? Well, you know, let me just throw this out there for everyone that's listening. Credit pair is actually free. Okay. It's not something that you have to pay someone to do, not even me. But a lot of people don't understand that because they don't teach it in school. And so when you deal with people that are quote unquote credit repair people, they want you to believe that it's so complicated and out of reach that you have to hire a quote unquote professional to, do to it take you. it over for you. And right. you end up sometimes I've seen couples spend over $4,000 paying for credit repair just to have their scores still in the mid 500. So within mm. 30 to no, I'm sorry, within 60 to 90 days of working with me, their scores were up over 170 points and they were able to buy a house. So, you know, I can educate people on what their rights are on the Fair Credit and Reporting Act. I can help them understand how the credit restoration process works and give them a blueprint, a step-by-step guide to get to their desired outcome. But outside of just credit, because that's just the foundation, you know, we have to look at how does our life look in 30 years? Mm. What is our plan to get there like for you? Have you named the 60-year-old version of David? No. No? Do you think about him at all? I do, but not that far out. Honestly, I don't. You got to start thinking about him. Because, see, like, for me, the 30, 
year in advance version of me. I'll be 64 years old. And her name is Mimi. Okay. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I want to spin impulsively, Mimi will come from the future and say, girl, if you don't put my money back, right. <laughs> that's yeah. my money. You know, uh-huh. my goal is to travel the world when I'm 64 and not be worried about anything. So young Serena has to be very diligent about setting up old Mimi. Mm-hmm. I want the older version of myself to look back at the younger version and be happy at the choices that we made. And so, you know, we help people identify what their goals are for their money. We help them really and visualize what do you want your life to look like? And if your money or finances is keeping you from living that life that you want to live, then let's change that. You don't have to stay stuck in that, you know, and we also can offer strategies for asset protection and building you know, generational wealth. So our company is not just credit repair. We offer a full holistic scope of financial services. Okay. That's what's up. So, um, so what, what would you say is a good, a good credit score? Like something that, uh, of course, what 800 is the highest you can go. Is it 850? 850 is the highest. It's 850. Um, so what is like the, maybe, the the credit score you want to be around. I mean, of course you want to get as high as you can. Absolutely. But what what number is considered like? Okay, you're doing pretty decent right now. If you're at at least a six twenty, that's mm-hmm. a pretty fair point. That's a place where life can happen to you, and okay. it's still okay. You can have a few bills going to collections. You can have a couple of late payments. You can have a credit card that's slightly over you know thirty or forty percent utilization and still have a lender extend you credit. Now, does that mean you're going to get the best interest rate? Absolutely not. Uh You'll probably have a slightly higher interest rate, but you still are at a place at a 620 that credit will be extended to you. And that is normally the minimal score that lenders that are giving mortgages look for when they're going to offer a mortgage loan. So around a 620 now, the next range that you want to try to get to is at least a seven fifty, yeah. Because seven fifty to eight fifty is the exceptional range, and so with that particular range, you know whether you're a seven fifty or you're eight hundred or you're eight fifty, all of the interest rates are gonna fall at the lowest possible point because you have an exceptional rating. Mm-hmm. So that should really be the target of where everyone wants to get to, and they can get there. If they understand how credit works, and that's one of the things that we pride ourselves on offering education over sales, really teaching people what 35, 30, 15, 10, and 10 means. Right. So if somebody had like a, a credit score in the 500s, how long, like, is it, is it like a certain um, amount of time it takes for you to get to like a, maybe a 650? Or does it depend on the situation or the person? Mm-hmm. Like, can it be like a year, two years? Like, can it be months so you can repair your credit? You can repair your credit in a month. You can definitely um, make it take longer. But the number one thing that you want to do is know that everyone has a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. And so for one person, for instance, let's say if your score is in the low five hundreds, but 
you don't have really anything on your credit other than like maybe an old medical bill. Right. And even though it's negative, that's the only thing you have on your credit. So with that being said, you have no utilization. Hmm. You have no credit mix. You have no length of credit history. You have no current payment history. So because you don't have all those things that go along with the credit formula, honestly, it's easier to fix your credit because all you really have to do is add on positive trade lines. Right. So you just got to build your credit, basically. Exactly. It wasn't nothing you really did to make it bad. You got to have some history that for them to even have something for, you, for them to give you a score. Some exactly. type of score. Exactly. <laughs> and see the negative account that you have in that particular scenario is what your score is being based off. Because you ever heard that saying, David, that no credit is is, is worse than bad credit? Mm-hmm. That's why. Because even with a negative account, a lender can have some sort of idea of what you may potentially do. Yeah. If you have no kind of transaction history at all, then you're a un unmarked unrated unknown risk they have no idea what you're going to do right so because of that a lot of times they don't offer credit but like you said if you can build credit you know you can do that by doing a self-loan where you're going to the bank and you're taking out a loan but you're paying yourself back and they report on the on the um credit report mm-hmm. if you rent you can work it out with certain companies like my company offers a service that you can get credit for the rent you pay okay. and get that reported to your um, credit report to help build your credit. You can do a secured card. You can do an authorized user. These are different ways that you can build credit quickly if you really don't have a credit history. And within 30 to 60 days, you could very well be in the high six or low 700s. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah, and, and all the things you you were just saying, I've heard those those things too. Like even, you know, when I got my first job when I was 16, I was working at Mickey D's. Um, you know, my stepfather and my mom will always tell me to, you know, credit is always important. And I, I believe I had, you know, of course, I had my bank account when I was 16. I think I got my first credit card when I was 18. And um, they just told me to get like a $500 credit card, you know, just to build my credit. And what my stepfather was telling me, like, you know, credit is very important as far as just be, being able to get the things you want to get. Um, because they will look at your credit and if it's not good, you can't even, you know, like you say, get a house or maybe get the best interest, the interest rate for your, for a car you want to buy, just anything. And, um, he was just trying to say like that can kind of slow you down in life if you don't have good credit. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, like I said, I got my first credit card when I was, I think 18 and, um, you know, he was trying to say, just make sure you always pay, pay more then then the minimum payment every month i mean if that's all you can pay i guess you can pay that but he was you know trying to tell me like your interest if you keep paying the minimum payment you might be paying a lot more than what you originally put on your card you know what i'm saying even with my house he was telling me the um the principal is the is what is what goes to paying your house off like of course you know people that, that don't know this your mortgage your, the mortgage that you pay every month is not going towards the whole loan. You got, you know, real estate taxes you got to pay and different types of taxes you pay. And that's the financing not really, fees also. Financing fees. There's fees that, that don't have nothing to do with your actual mortgage. But find out, he was telling me to find out what my actual principal is. And the principal is how much money out of that mortgage is really going to 
you know, p- putting your loan down, paying your loan off. I mean, paying your actual mortgage off. So I do try to pay a little bit more than my principal every month. Um, and to add to that, you know, one of the things that we help people understand is if you can make one extra payment per year on your mortgage, that actually shaves approximately seven years wow. off the life of your loan. So if you pay a thousand dollars a month, if you can add an extra hundred bucks by the end of the year, you paid an extra twelve hundred dollars. Right. So you're saving, you know, seven years off your mortgage. If you can do two hundred extra dollars, depending on what your financial situation is, you're potentially shaving 14 years off your mortgage. So mm. you just went from a 30 year mortgage to a 16 year mortgage. Right. And you save so much more interest doing it that way. And yeah, that's, that's a real good thing you just said. And, um, cause I think when I first got my house, I had a VHDA loan and it was a first time home buyers loan. Um, like I said, I was only 23 or 22 at the time. And, I believe I mean I didn't have the best interest rate. I think I had like a six, maybe a, maybe a six fifty credit score. I can't remember, but it was in the six hundreds. And um, later on, I refinanced my home, got a better interest rate. I went from a thirty year loan to a fifteen year loan. Um, but yeah, man, it's over time I've been learning different things about my finances and just trying to make sure I pay my credit cards off. When I went to Miami one time, um, this is back in twenty seventeen. It was me and my homeboy and some um, some of my other friends, but me and my homeboy flew together down to Miami. But when we took the Uber back to the airport to go back home, um, it was this guy that was an Uber driver. He was telling us about, you know, credit. And I guess he did like a credit, had a credit business on the side. Mm-hmm. He was giving us little gems while, you know, while we was even in the car. And he was saying, you know, um, make sure you don't really have to pay all your credit or any, I guess, credit cards you have, any loans you have, he was saying you don't got to pay all of them off. At least keep them around 30%. At least have 30% left or something like that. Is, well, that, is that the rule? What it is is that if you want to keep your score as high as possible and you have to have a balance on your credit card, meaning mm-hmm. let's say you know something big happens, whether it's your tires going out on your car, your engine goes out, you know, your water heater breaks, things like that happen in life, right? Right, exactly. So if you have to use a credit card to absorb that impact and you can't necessarily pay that whole amount off, try not to let the balance on it on a monthly basis be more than 30% of the total amount of the card. Okay. If you can pay it off each month, pay it off Mm -hmm. because lenders want to see that you can make your payments on time, but they also want to see that you keep your utilization low. That's 30% of the weight of how your score is calculated. 35% is payment history. 30% is the utilization. So if you charge $300 a month in groceries and then you pay it back off on the due date the next month, your score is going to stay very high. Opposed to if you charge $300 worth of groceries this month and then next month you pay $20, the minimum balance. Okay, it depend on the rate of your car. Like, let's say if your car has a $500 limit and you charge $300, you're over 50% of your utilization. Right. That's 30% of how your score is weighted. So it all kind of goes together with knowing how to use the car, but then also knowing how does credit work mm-hmm. so you can keep yourself in the right parameters. I do want to say this, though. 
you are very fortunate that you had someone to talk to you while you were young. Right. Yeah. I, and I think about it all the time because a lot of the decisions that I made, you know, if it wasn't for my parents and even other people that was around at the time, um, I wouldn't have done it. I probably would have got, I mean, no, no offense to anybody that's renting anything, but you know, 20, 22 years old, you know, I, I got out of high school at 18. Um, I worked a couple of different jobs and I got into apprentice school when I was 21. And um, I was just fortunate to be in a position to even get a house and to even, you know, fortunate to have people to tell me to, you know, to do certain things and to even be in a position financially able to do certain things too. Um, yeah, man, just, I've been real blessed. And like I said, it might've been some things that might've, it might took me longer to, to get or to actually start to do it. But like I said, um, I'm very fortunate. Anything else new I can learn, I'm learning about credit all the time, you know, in different ways as to be financially responsible. And, and I know as a whole, like, especially in the black community, it's a lot of things that we don't know. A lot of things that not trying to make it a racial thing, but, you know, maybe white families have more access to have that information that maybe they had families that was always financially responsible. So it's like a generational thing. They're always passing out the information to their kids. And it seems like us as a black community, so a lot of us don't really have the access for that information. So I guess anytime that if any of us get certain information, we got to pass it down to our, our people too, so they can know. Well, you know, I'm gonna say that I somewhat agree with that. For me, believe it or not, black people, oh, let's just say people of color make up more of the world than any other race. And if you look back over time and history, you know, look at the, the pyramids and some of the other great wonders of the world, people of color are very even with the Mayans and the the um, Incas and how they built all those things, you know, back then without any technology. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like to build things that are that precise. So that just shows you the level of intellect that these people had. And I don't think that, you know, it's the fact that we're not intelligent. I don't think that it's the fact that necessarily we don't no, I think it's just in our culture, we do not use what we know effectively. Yeah. It's a lot of people. I go out and do workshops for people all the time. And one of the things that other credit repair people might not agree with, but I actually give people the stuff that they need, even booklets with letters and steps and everything. And you know what? They don't even use it mm. because they don't have the time. They're too busy being stuck running around and being distracted by everything that pops up. And Mm -hmm. I tell people sometimes you got to take a step back and you got to evaluate what your priorities are. If being financially responsible is something that you want to do, then you're going to prioritize that. Just like you said, it was some things that you didn't necessarily do at first, but as you got a little older and the desire you got stronger, you changed. So I think we need an attitude shift in our communities. I think that, People need to use the information that they're getting, you know, don't just get the information, but apply it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's real true, man. Um, but yeah. So if another question, if 
is it possible to, to get a 850? Like how how far how far out there is it to get like a perfect credit score? Like have you started off with a, a bad score? Um, is it really attainable to get absolutely? An and what things would you have to do? I guess it was over. Let's say you're just paying yourself on time all the time. This this takes more time just to get to that spotlight. It depends on your mix. What you want is to number one understand the credit formula. Mm-hmm. Thirty five, thirty, fifteen, ten, and ten. From there, once you understand that, you have to apply a proper credit mix. So you want to have at least you know three open credit cards uh-huh. and with each of those credit cards the sweet spot with utilization is between seven and eleven percent uh-huh. with those credit cards then you want to have some sort of installment account um, such as like a personal loan or a auto loan and then you should also have like a mortgage too because uh-huh. then you have the appropriate credit mix the appropriate utilization and then the longer you do that you're improving your length of credit history and with all those things it's like gumbo yeah, you know what i'm saying right. like you you I you know what gumbo things, you yeah. you put you put shrimp and sausage and chicken and you just throw it in a pot with some water you just gonna have some bland tail food in a pot but when you start sprinkling a little salt little pepper in it uh-huh. throw that hot <laughs> sauce in there you know a little bit of rice and mm-hmm. you know let those flavors simmer together that's when you truly get a delicious pot of gumbo. Well, credit is the same thing. You can know the different components that go into the right score, but knowing those sweet spots for each category of the weight of the score, that is what allows you to position yourself to get that perfect credit score. It's not about just paying your bills on time. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So um, so I'm trying to think, so let's say somebody that's just starting to get their credit what are the things that i guess other things that they they can do to make sure it stays that way like so you get your credit card you're like all right i'm getting this credit card i'm paying my 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 bills on time every time you buy a house um you get a car payment and you you know you're paying those off on time um what are the what are the things that you try to stay away from in trying to maintain your good credit score One of the things that you need to stay away from is people that don't have the same kind of mindset Mm -hmm. because birds of a feather flock together. And with that being said, pigeons flock or what they say, no, chickens flock and eagles soar. Mm -hmm. So when you're trying to do anything, even if it's not your finances, like let's say you're trying to get yourself physically fit. And you got all the right diet food, you got your gym membership, you uh, signed up for a personal trainer, you're psyched, you're ready to do it. But then everybody you hang around is overweight and all they want to do is go out to eat. Right. It's only a matter of time before they sway your perspective and you end up sitting around fat and unhappy with them. Mm. So it's the same thing. The first thing you got to do if you really are serious about keeping your finances intact Stay around people with similar mindsets because iron sharpens iron. You're going to share ideas with each other, strategies. You're going to get excited. Oh, man, guess what? I saved $600 last month doing such and such. Bro, for real, what'd you do? And it's one of those things you're going to keep each other going. The next thing I would say is if you're really serious about keeping your finances intact, have an effective spending plan, Mm -hmm. a zero allocation budget. I use the word spending plan 
um, because I don't feel that anyone should work hard every day and not enjoy any of their money. Mm-hmm. You have to enjoy some of it. You have to have that in your your spending plan to take care of yourself, to keep yourself feeling good. And, you know, get get those Stacey Adams. You know, you might not be able to buy them all at one time because of what your spending plan is. But if you know you got, you know, extra $30 left over every month after you pay everything, it might take you a few months to get them. But you can still get them if you plan for it. So have a plan in place. And then the last thing that I would say is no, no, two more things. Know your why. Why do you want to get your finances together? What does it mean to you? What does it mean for the people around you? What impact is it going to allow you to make in the world? Because Mm -hmm. if your home is taken care of, I always believe, David, you know, charity starts at home. And if you as a person is not okay inside, you're not going to be able to give to the people in your home Mm -hmm. financially or emotionally. And if you can't take care of your home, then your home can unify to impact the community, which can unify to impact or capture the world. So you got to start with you making sure that you are good, you are taken care of, but then you know why, why do I want this and what does it look like? What does it feel like? Give yourself permission to really visualize what does it feel like to be debt free? Mm -hmm. What is that going to do for me? And how is that going to allow me to be able to help someone else? Because that's what's going to keep you going when you have those human moments, you know? Depending on what might happen, whether it's the loss of a loved one, whether it's, you know, losing a job, whether it's just something, an accident happens, you know, it's all different things that happen in life that trigger us to do behaviors that go against the norm of what we know is good for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So when you know your why, that's what keeps you on point and keeps you regulated. But the last thing that I would say is write your goals down mm-hmm. and look at them on a regular basis so that way you can track to see if you're on target with what it is you say you want to do and if you're not on target then you got to go back to your why and then once you examine your why you got to go back and look at the other step and Mm. see okay well am i around people that's motivating me and helping me and keeping me in this place so those are the four things that i will leave you know with anyone who really wants to make sure they can keep their finances intact Hey, that's a lot of good gems you just said. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely true. Um, as far as credit, again, um, what I'm trying to, it was a question I had, I almost forgot what it was. Um, after you're done paying your credit cards off, let's say you paid off a credit card. Um, is it, you should never close, close your card, right? I've Correct. heard that too. Don't close it unless. I always have an unless. If you are getting a high annual fee, mm-hmm. then you might not want to keep that card open. That means you need to replace that card with another positive trade line. Okay. If that makes sense. If you have a very high interest rate on the card and your provider may not be willing to, you know, lower that, you might want to cancel that card but don't ever cancel it without having already replaced it with a another positive line so it still balances out gotcha okay um there's another question i had too um 
when it comes to credit cards, how do you feel about? Because I, I just when I bought this um this MacBook, I had got a um the Apple card, and I was kind of reluctant to get that because that was another card I opened up, of course. But um, it says you can get three percent back on Apple purchases, and one, I think one and two percent back on this regular stuff. Um, how do you feel about getting percentages back on payments? On I feel buying? that's awesome. And that's what you're supposed to do when you have a good credit score. Mm-hmm. You leverage it. You use it to get the cash back points. You use it to get the travel miles. You use yeah, it right, right. to do all those things. Because in essence, you know, I have a system in place with mine where I buy all the things I'm going to buy every month. Like um, my what do you call it? My ADT subscription, um, my water bill, things that I know I have to pay. I have them automatically set up to come off my credit card. And since they're Mm -hmm. already in my spending plan, I just pay them off each month. But see, I'm getting paid off of the bills, a percentage back just for using my card to get them. Exactly. You already going, you already know you have the money to pay it anyway. So you might as well get a reward, some type of reward for you already paying your bill. So that, yeah. And that's another thing I would suggest people to do. Like if you, I don't know if all cars offer that. Maybe they do, but I know that stuck out to me when I got that Apple card. You can get, you know, a certain percentage back on certain things. So, like, sometimes I, when I get gas, I use that card just to get gas. I already know I'm going to need gas. I got mm-hmm. money to spend for gas. So, I just put it on that card and I get money back, a little bit of money back for it, even if it's just 1%. That's what I didn't have at first. And see, the the other thing that's good, when you really get strategic with it, they have cards that are specific for gas that you get back more. Mm. And you can actually earn free tanks of gas. Like, I've gotten several free tanks of gas from buying gas using my different fleet cards. And with those fleet cards, you know, I actually use those to build my business credit profile. Mm. Some people don't know this, but you actually can build a business credit profile that's completely separate from your personal profile that doesn't require a personal guarantee. And so, you know, gas cards is one of the best ways to do that. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've heard, cause when I went to um, something in the water festival this past April, um, it was my, my homeboy. I was around his family and one of his thing that was his aunt or somebody, she helps people build their business credit. And she was saying something about Dun and Bradstreet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like a a number you get, or you get your Duns and Bradstreet's number. And Duns and Bradstreet is one of the credit reporting companies for businesses. You know, for personal, we have Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion as the major three. If you want to look at it as a total angle, there's a, I believe it's 44 total credit bureaus. But Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion is the top Top three three Uh reporting companies. And then a couple of the popular ones that we don't really hear about is SageStream and Innovis. So a lot of um, lenders have been pulling from SageStream and Innovis because they're catching on that people are doing credit repair. And so with that being said, the credit repair companies are typically just using the three main credit bureaus and not the other 40 some companies that's out there. So the lenders are getting hip and instead of using their information solely from those three, they're pulling from others. Mm. exactly so that's why you know we have to really understand how this credit works but with the business you have duns and bradstreet and then you have paydex and then you have um 
Experian Business. Yeah. Those are three that report solely on business. And then, for instance, your business credit score only goes from zero to 100. Yeah, I heard that. Mm-hmm. Is that called a paydex? Correct. Your paydex score. And you want to stay around an 80? 80 or higher. 80 or higher, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly what the lady was telling me. Because she, she had a program. She So the way she works, I forgot to name her company, but she designed a program that you can log into and you can build your business credit. Like, I guess it's like a, it gives you all the steps, like start off on level one. And I guess it just tells you, okay, do this stuff on level one first, mm-hmm. move on to level two. And it's like different things you got to do to keep getting to certain levels. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But you got to, uh, I forgot how much the program was. Um, I think it was about thousand dollars or something, mm. but I wasn't really ready to do that. I know I want to establish my business credit for my business. I'm about business. to say, Lord, I don't know who this lady is. And if you're <laughs> listening, baby, please don't be mad. But you do not got to pay no $1,000. It's all in what you know. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the information is really free. Mm-hmm. We just don't take the time to research and find out, like, credit repair is totally free. Tax preparation is totally free. You don't have to have a quote unquote professional to do this for you. But a lot of times we're programmed, oh, we're not qualified. We're not good enough. Let somebody else do it for you. And when you do that and you don't understand what it is somebody else is doing for you, you have no idea if they're taking advantage of you or not. Yeah, yeah. So I always tell people, familiarize yourself with it. So you can build a business credit profile very easy. First thing you need to do is just get your Duns and Bradstreet number. Once you get that, apply for a few fleet cards. Mm-hmm. You can use Uline um, also, um, but you, you want to okay, use you, different companies yeah. that are going to report. Now, the only thing that I would say about Uline, and I can't think of that other manufacturer that does it, you have to order stuff from them, I think, for at least 30 to 60 or 60 to 90 days consecutively before they'll report. And then you have to have like a recurring uh, invoice or a recurring uh, shipment order with them every single month in order to keep that intact. What if you don't need to order stuff every month? Every, then you're yeah. going to spend money. You don't probably spend money. You don't even need trying, so to, build, trying to build that credit. Yeah. That makes sense. So you could easily go and apply for some fleet cards. Like I know, for instance, I got mine. I did the Speedway fleet car. I did the Shell one. And just with a Chevron as well. Um, Those three right there, you know, they don't require personal guarantee as long as your business has been established for a certain amount of time. And they report. And you don't have to pay no $1,000. You can go buy $20 worth of gas and pay that off each month. And you'll still get the desired outcome that you're looking for. Okay, yeah, because... Well, shoot, I got to get with you then. Look, look, drop the mic. Sorry, lady. <laughs> I'm trying to get, yeah, so I'm definitely trying to establish my business credit. And, um, yeah, I just know that's something that can really help me with my business because even if I was to go to the bank and get a loan for my business, it would still be under my personal credit, which I don't want to do. Or I got my, enough of my own personal credit. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to establish my business credit. Um, But, yeah, definitely got to get with you for that. Um, Absolutely, but yeah, it's a lot of gems that we can learn. A lot of information we have out there that can help each other out. Um, I'm trying to think. I think that was, I think that was all I had. Um, yeah, like yeah, we can have like plenty more episodes about 
credit you financial know. <laughs> literacy it, it is my company's mission to break the chains of financial bondage and so with that being said you know i really am gearing up for tax season because there's mm-hmm. so much information that people are just so ignorant about when it comes to taxes and please guys don't be offended i'm not saying ignorant in a derogatory way I have been very ignorant to different things. And that just simply means that you don't know. And when you don't know, you don't know. So therefore you can't operate outside of that, that particular space. But with the the tax laws that changed this year, you know, a lot of people were upset about them, but that's was because they didn't really understand how taxes and how capitalism work. And so yeah. what I'm doing right now is free tax workshops um, with my business partner, Virtue Professional Services. And we're doing free workshops on people that have businesses on how they can leverage the tax codes to get better returns. Individuals that don't have any business deductions that are getting killed in taxes, not getting uh, good returns back. We can help you uh, put some strategies in place that you can actually save more money on taxes that you can cash flow towards other things such as saving for your business or you know paying debts off or something like that and we also can show you if you're a parent you know how you can use the tax codes to uh, work with your kids and possibly you know lower taxes from that way uh, even with amendments if you've had someone do your taxes in the past and you're not really sure if they worked in your best interest we can do a free review for you. You can go back up to three years. And if you are due, you know, a refund or an increase, you can get that. And right now, I think the, the IRS, David, has over $30 million in unclaimed money. Are you serious? Yes, I'm absolutely <laughs> serious. $30 million in unclaimed money. And that unclaimed money is returns that was supposed to go to people but they did not know how to claim their money. And so we can help people access their portion of that if they're entitled to it by doing a free review. And if they need an amendment, we can help them file all the paperwork so that they can do that. Yeah, I've done that before. I've done an amendment before too. Um, But yeah, I forgot. Who would I go to now? Um, I think it's R&R Tax something, but it's a black-owned tax company. But I've been going through them for a minute. So uh, a guy works in the ship. Well, I got a works in the shipyard. Um, he he does that during tax time. So I'll go to him. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of things that you know, I, people tell me the same thing. Like a lot of stuff you can claim a lot of free money out there that we don't know how to even fill the form out to even get, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So one of the biggest things that I see in, in general is people don't have their W4 form filled out. People don't even understand what that form really means. Right. You know, and we we educate people. Um, So one of the other things about me, guys, is that I'm an early childhood professional. I own a daycare center that I've had for 11 years. And it was really the catalyst that got me into financial literacy because I was already, you know, into taking care of people and helping them and just sharing things that I knew naturally through my experiences I helped people and they sent more people to me. And that's kind of was the birth of the credit doctor VA. But I had a parent at one time that was very distressed um, because her car was two months behind. Her car payment was 200 and some dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And she's about to lose her car. And, you know, I said, well, let me ask you a question. What do you claim on your W-4? She said, I claimed three. I said, okay, why? 
She said, well, you know, HR told me one for me and one for each of my kids. She had two children. I said, no, I know off the top of my head, you should be at least at six. Let me do a free uh, tax withholding training with you. When I did the training, David, guess what she was actually supposed to be at, according to the IRS tax withholding calculator? What was that? Nine. Are you serious? Do you know what that was equivalent to? $437 a month that she was not getting access to that she could. And she did not know that she still was going to get a tax return at the end of the year, but it was actually going to truly be the free credits from, you know, the earned income credit, the child tax credit, all those things are real things that is free money that you're getting when you get back these huge massive refunds nine times out of ten that's because you paid too much taxes into the program throughout the year so all you're doing is taking your money and just letting the government hold it all year and getting it back so you're losing you're losing number one the money and you need it to pay your bills a lot of times. So then you're going out and borrowing money from this person, that person getting these crazy cash advances, payday loans. And by the time you finish, you got to pay your refund right back out from all the people you borrowed money from. The other thing that you're losing is the ability for your money to work for you. The rule of 72 compound interest. Mm -hmm. If you were taking that money and investing it every month, let's say you have a perfect world and you don't need it to pay your bills. I've ran into people that have said stuff where I don't need it. So I just let mine build up every two years. Okay. But what if you would have took that money and invested somewhere where you're getting 15, 20% return on it for that two years, you could have doubled, even tripled your money instead of just having it sit there. But these are things, like I say, they don't teach in school. So that's why I'm just very adamant about breaking the chains of financial bondage. I like to call myself the financial uh, literacy Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. I'm taking okay, them to yeah. the financial yeah. freedom land, David. But the uh-huh. thing about it is if they decide they want to go back, I ain't going to shoot them. I'm going to let them go. Exactly. <laughs> that's how Harriet was. She was like, look, you want to be with me? You be with me or without me? I'm gonna no. keep going regardless. No, of you know Harriet. She won't let him go back. She said, "Cause if you go back, you're gonna tell master. So oh, no, right, yeah. you can't facts, go facts. back. You right. either gonna come with me, or I'm gonna shoot you. Right? I'm yeah, not gonna yeah, shoot right. you. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna let you go back. Right? Cause you're gonna be a slave to this master called capitalism if you don't choose to really break those chains of financial bondage. That's what's up, man. Um. Yeah, a lot of good information so far tonight. Um, definitely got to get you on the podcast again. I know it's a lot of information that we can talk about, but I know, you know, um, you're definitely doing big things in 2020. Um, this is my last question of the of the of tonight. Um, a question that I ask everyone: um, How do you plan on capturing the world? Man, I plan on capturing the world, David, by walking in my purpose. And just doing my part to educate people and just being the best version of me that I can be. Okay. That's what's up. So um, where can people find you? Well, Social media links? Yeah. You can find me on Facebook. Um, my personal page is Serena, S-E-R-E-N-A, man, M-A-N-N. Uh, you can send me a friend request. You can follow my business page the credit doctor of va on facebook instagram is the credit doctor of va uh linkedin serena man and on twitter is credit doctor 
VA. I'm on all of those different social media handles. You can also go to my website, www.thecreditdoctorofva.com. And we do have a free ebook up there for you that'll give you some more great information. Or if you want to email us, it's info at thecreditdoctorofva.com. And lastly, if you want to call me, it's one 844 up fico That's one 877 And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Um, like I say, you can follow her on all those social medias. And um, hey, if you want to get your credit right, holla at her, holla at Serena, she's going to get you right. Um, so I want to give a shout out again, like I always do. So all our Spotify listeners, all of our Apple podcast listeners, all of our YouTube viewership, I uh, appreciate y'all listening. Like I said, we started this podcast in the summer of 2019 of this year. Um, this is episode 19. We have plenty more content to come in 2020. Um, this is New Year's Eve. So, you know, y'all be safe tonight. Let's bring in 2020 right. A lot of blessings ahead of us um, to try to make each other great. Um, a lot of good people in this area and in, in the world in general. So let's try to help each other be great. Um, any, any information we have that can help each other, let's try to spread the wealth, man. You know, we all, it's plenty of room at the top. It isn't just one or two spots. So like I said, just trying to, you know, spread as much love, as much, and as much love and information as we can and help each other be great, man. So this is episode 19. Um, this is David Carmichael II, and we have Serena Mann again, the credit doctor, I appreciate you coming out. I appreciate you having me. And I just want to leave the listeners with, if you want something different, you got to do something different because moves yeah. do not make their self. Talk is cheap and life is expensive. So what are you going to do? And we're going to leave it at that. I'm going to let y'all think on that tonight. <laughs> but yeah, this is a uh, appreciate you Serena man for coming out. Um, this is David Carmichael the second, and this is the caption of world podcast. 2020. Y'all have a good one. Peace.